New Right Network presents Patriot Housewives, where real American moms tackle life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, one casserole, um, I mean, day at a time. I'm Rose. And I'm Rebecca. And we are Patriot Housewives. Good morning, fellow Patriots, and thank you for joining us for our very first episode of Patriot Housewives. Rebecca and I are both very passionate about this beautiful country, and we felt the need to give a voice to the MAGA moms and housewives, but this podcast is for everyone. I am a beautiful mom of two kiddos, and I've been passionate about politics all the way since high school. I was a member of Young Republicans as a senior in high school, but I didn't really find my voice in politics until 2016 when Donald Trump decided to run for president. It is my great honor to do my small part to help fight for our republic and share the truth with every American. Rebecca, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Hey, Patriots. I am a Southern mom of three daughters, and I started to get more interested in politics when my oldest was little, and I really started to think about the kind of world she was going to live in someday, and I realized how important conservative values are in creating a world where kids are safe and happy and shaped by traditional ideals. Well, I tell you what, I am excited to be here. I've never done anything like this before, have you? No, no, this is all new. All new to me too. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I guess let's just, uh, let's just talk about what's going on, you know, right now. There's a lot. We could sit here for hours and talk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess the most, most recent thing, you know, going on is these hearings, uh, the one over in Arizona, what that lasted, what, 12 24, a million hours. I don't know. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) I walked around all day long with the uh, headphone in my ear and my phone in my pocket. I made dinner listening to the the hearing. My kids were like, mom, what are you doing? And I'm like, shh, this guy is talking. When um, Matt Brainerd came on Mm -hmm. uh, to talk about the findings that he found, Mm -hmm. they were all, they were trying to talk to me. I'm like, this is really important. You guys need to be quiet. They're like, it's so boring. Cause, oh, cause at that point I was, I had it playing on the stereo in the car because I picked them up from school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes they just have to deal with it. Right. I know. Uh, How old are your kids? Um, My oldest just turned 18 the other day. So she's like an official adult, which is crazy. And (laughs) then I know my middle one will be 13 in a couple months and my youngest is nine and a half. So we've got a pretty good Mine, Mine are 11 and a half and 14. So are they, are they uh, involved in politics any? No, not really. <laughs> uh, someday, someday. <laughs> I wouldn't say my kids are really involved in politics per se, but they've heard me talk about it so much. So they talk to me about it. Yeah. And my uh, 11 year old girl child who is extremely mouthy, you know, she's been going around <laughs> telling people that, that Biden is not president and uh, getting a lot of not so positive feedback for that. <laughs> the poor poor other kids they're like but the news said and I she told me that and I was like yeah well the news lies and she's like I know mom I know yeah my well my 12 year old is pretty good with the fake news like anything well that's fake news mom no that's fake news yeah and my my youngest keeps saying are they still recounting the votes because her little bestie is a little is a Joe Biden fan and so they've argued about who's actually president (laughs) Yeah, she had a little, my daughter had a little bit of that going on too, and uh, her little group of friends, there was a couple of them that, you know, they're, they're Biden, even though they can't vote, thank good, 
thank goodness for right yeah, now. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they they were kind of going back and forth, you know. The, well, the the news said that he was president, and my daughter's like, well, you know, it's not official yet, and, you know, because she's just listened to me talk. Right. You know, so they had to en- endure, you know, me being completely distracted, but I still fed them, so that was important. Yeah, that's what matters. I mean, they're fed and clean. That's yeah, maybe maybe clean clothes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the that that hearing I feel like was was very important there was a lot of information and I think it's remarkable that I think Rudy Giuliani said that there was only like 20 percent of the evidence they actually had coming out of Arizona being presented during that hearing the other day that really it did go on for I mean it was supposed to be five hours I think it ended at like eight hours yeah that's crazy I mean imagine what else they have I know it's what they're what they're able to show us publicly this is what I don't think that some people understand what they're able to show us publicly and what they can can come come forth with before going you know before a judicial system and preventing you know having an evidentiary hearing right is is the small potato stuff right so if you look at the stuff that we've already seen and in that context understand that that's kind of the small potatoes the big stuff that they have they can't show it to us yet you know, the, there are some right. people that, that have, have filled out affidavits who, rightly so, they don't want their names public. Right, because people who have come forth are being harassed and their kids are being harassed and it's, it's crazy. Right, and I think Sidney Powell said that they have a witness that, that was beat up and is in the hospital. Yeah. That's crazy. So what, what do these people think they're going to gain by, well, you know, that's the yeah. same thing that they've gained over the the mm-hmm. past however long mm-hmm. we've got antifa we've got black lives matter you know all these little subgroups up out here that give the democrats plausible deniability by being removed from them and having a separate group but it's still right. in the name of the democrats right. going out here and harassing and beating up people i mean did people forget about um now i can't remember his name but the the republican that was shot when they were playing baseball it's police, yeah okay I, I almost said that but i didn't want to say the wrong name uh, yeah, he got shot, you know, yeah. and then you've got what, uh, um, wow, yeah, names are gonna escape me. Names are hard. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're very hard. Um, the guy, the libertarian guy, he just got harassed by his neighbor. Uh, Rand Paul? Thank you. I was gonna yeah. say Paul Ryan, and that was incorrect. Ugh, uh, he's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah, we don't even <laughs> want to go there right now. That's the but, rhino yeah, category. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about rhinos another day. <laughs> We'll primary the heck out of them, but um, the uh, he's he's being harassed by his neighbor. You know, I mean, there's mm-hmm. they they have no um, what am I gonna say? They don't care who it is. They're right. gonna harass you. They're gonna shoot you. They're gonna beat you up in the MAGA march. You know, right. people were getting uh, beaten up there. It's just it's just insane. I don't even understand how we got to this point. To be honest, yeah. it's crazy. And, you know, what are they trying to suppress? Obviously, there's something that they're trying to suppress or they wouldn't be doing this. Or, well, right. some of them would because some of them, they don't get their way and they react with violence. But you know. Well, that's what they've been taught. They've been taught, you know, that everything is handed to you on a silver platter, that you yep. don't have to work for everything. Mm-hmm. Here's your participation, tr- participation trophy. Yep. And you don't even have to work. We'll just give you money and we'll take some of this person's money and give it to you. And yep. you don't need to put forth any kind of effort. So when they don't exactly. get what they want, you know, they react like a two-year-old. Exactly. And I'm not even afraid to say that. No, because that's what they do, except more violently. 
way more violently. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and I know that it's, it's shutting some people down, you know, like the, um, the canvassers in, was that Michigan or Pennsylvania? It was Michigan, right? That where they, they were voting to certify the votes and then two held off and then they got threatened and gave in. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's horrible, but like you, you can understand why that happens. I mean, they're scared and they're scared for their yeah. family and their safety and, you know, it's, it's totally well, I, wrong. As moms, we can understand it. You know, someone threatens our kids, yeah, you know, that's, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. You don't, you can threaten me all you want to come at me mm-hmm. all you want to, but don't mess with my children. Yep. So, yep. I mean, I understand why they did what they did, but it's still, it's disheartening that the left feels like they have the power over us because they feel like they can call us names. They can mm-hmm. threaten us with violence and we give in. But the difference is we have Donald Trump. Right. Before, if this had happened to any other Republican in history as an incumbent president, they would have just folded. They would have been like, you know, yep. we lost fair, fair and square. You know, there, there might have been some weird things that go, went on. We'll investigate that after the election. Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. But we've got Donald Trump. And what's, yep. what's funny to me is people out there, the left is like, oh, Donald, Donald Trump has a, a responsibility to concede. And this is unprecedented. And, and you know. Right. He's whatever they're saying. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. He doesn't have yeah. a responsibility to concede. The, the, the Constitution says absolutely nothing about yep. conceding. It is a formality that has happened over the years to mm-hmm. facilitate the peaceful transfer of power. Right. But this is not the first time in history that no. a president has been like, wait a minute. This, nope. no. this has happened so, a lot. It's it been a while, happened. but it has happened a lot. And it goes to the House of Representatives or Supreme Court. And I mean, like 20 years ago, Bush versus Gore went to the Supreme Court and it wasn't nearly this big, but it went on for, I think it was like 36 days or something before, um, before the Supreme Court ruled on Florida. And this yeah, is bigger 30, because it's multiple states. Exactly. That was 37 days for yeah. one state, for one, for, for one, one state. state. And one state. over one state, there was not, results of the election were, were not clear and the, the media called Al Gore, president-elect Al Gore, for mm-hmm. 37 days yep. because they, quote-unquote, call ele- elections. Yep. And then they had to change what, the, what was going on because that wasn't true. That's not, that wasn't the final result, yeah. you know? But, you know, like, I don't remember any of this violence and nonsense going on then. You know, it's oh, like no. a whole, di- it's a whole different world now. I don't know, I don't know exactly what changed, but it's a whole different world. Well, I think it changed with Obama. He sowed the seeds of division more than anybody I've ever seen. People think, people go, oh, Trump, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, no, he didn't do this. His people who don't like him do it. So they're responding to him, but it all started with Obama. He's the one who sowed the seeds. It did. He, he, I can say, okay, so I'm a little bit younger. And my first election I was old enough to vote in was... Obama's first term. That's that was the first election I ever voted. Oh in. wow! I wasn't old. I was just barely missed the election prior to that. I was seventeen, so I couldn't vote. Oh wow! Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, but like I said, I was I was always passionate, involved. I followed the elections before that. Even in high school, I you know debated at, at, on mm-hmm. uh, the young Republicans against the young Democrats, and um, I chose conserv- the conservative side. Very young. Mm-hmm. and um 
so I can, what I want to say is, is that I lived in Gwinnett County, which ironically <laughs> is where a lot of bad, you know, stuff is happening yeah. fraud wise right now. But mm -hmm. I lived in Gwinnett County. That's where I went to high school. My high school was huge. It was very diverse. There was mm -hmm. every race imaginable in there. You know, we had, I think there was, you know, two, and our, these tables were long. This wasn't like one little table. I'm talking about rows and rows of tables, you know, that were full of all, all of the Asian kids. They all sat together. Mm -hmm. um, there was every race. We all got along. There was no right. racial, racial, you know, hatred or anything. Right. I didn't grow up in an environment where I was taught and I live in, that's in Georgia. Okay. Yeah. In the yeah. South where they, yeah. they want to exactly. call us rednecks and racist and, you know, every name imaginable because we have, of the location that we live yeah. in. Mm -hmm. And this was back, you know, years and years ago. I don't want to think about how many years ago it was, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't grow up to knowing anyone that hated someone for the color of their skin. It wasn't until right. Barack Obama got in office and people started calling everyone racist and this is racist and that's racist. And I'm like, yeah. what are y'all talking about? I'm yeah. like, where, where did, where is this coming from? You're bringing it back. You right. know, he sent us back in so many ways back to the sixties or before, you know, yeah, it, all the progress that was made, you know, mm -hmm. for racial relations was completely wiped out when Obama got in office. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I didn't vote for Obama, but it had literally nothing to do with his skin color. Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing. Nothing. No, I, I listened to his policies, what he said he was going to do and what his plan was, who he surrounded himself with, mm -hmm. knowing what those people were, were and what those, the ideologies that, you know, were associated with those people, Hillary right. Clinton. And I, I chose the lesser of two evils and I voted for John McCain. Right. Yep. I did too. Well, okay. I'm going to make myself so old. My first presidential election that I could vote in, I was 20. Um, and then that, that was Bill Clinton versus Bob Dole in 1996. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and funny thing, I was in college at the time. I voted absentee because I was going to be away at school. Um, you know, on the election. So I went and picked up my absentee ballot, you know, weeks before when I was at home and I mailed it in and didn't have any issues. But that's, a, you know, that's a legitimate reason to vote absentee because I was literally not going to be there. But anyway, right. that was a long time ago. Well, you know, absentee ballot seems to have changed a lot since then. Yeah. And that's been like, you know, ages and ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've never <laughs> voted... I've never, you're not old. I've never <laughs> voted absentee ballot before, but, uh, you know, this, this election has made me look into, you know, what, what goes into that. And right. it makes me have this bad feeling in the pit of my stomach, knowing how widespread and not just absentee, it's just the mail-in ballots that, right. you know, were changed in the name of COVID. Right. And the fact that half the country or maybe less than half the country will, depending on what comes out of the real numbers, mm -hmm. they don't seem to have a problem with it. They think it's okay to just allow millions and millions of ballots to pour in and not have any kind of safeguard or check to make sure that those people are, are real people. You right. know, like you, not you said when you vote, right, not dead, <laughs> not um, a fake person, not someone right. who voted 200 times or, right. you know, <laughs> Li voted absentee and in person voted in this state and this state like right. it's insane like it's did you crazy. hear did you see the guy yesterday there was so much going on there was the Michigan hearing going on I don't even want to talk about that right now because there's 
that meet, whole meeting made me mad. But um, there was a, also at the same time, there was a press conference going on in Virginia um, with some whistleblowers who came forward. Did you happen to see that? I did not see that. Okay, so there was this guy. Um, I don't remember his name right off the top of my head, but he was a trucker. Mm-hmm. And he worked for a company that was delivering mail from USPS to USPS, like different locations. Mm-hmm. And he basically said that he picked up ballots in New York and he oh, had, and took them to Pennsylvania. Yes. I saw and that he story. Had, like he's estimating, you know, guesstimating around 288,000, but he may be off, but it's still hundreds of thousands of ballots, even if he's off a yeah. little bit. Yeah, that's and crazy. To, why are they shipping completed absentee ballots from New York to Pennsylvania? Yeah, seriously. I mean, if you vote absentee legitimately, it ought to go straight from the mailbox to the where you know the place where they count them. It should not be any middleman. Right. And you cannot tell me that there's 288,000 people living in New York that have the right to vote in Pennsylvania. No, nor do they, are there that many who need to vote absentee? No. Or mail in. No. It's stupid. You know, you can tell, you can see what was happening. You know, when, when COVID all first, first began and everyone got all scared over a virus and in the beginning, no one knew what to expect, you know, like, is it really killing people? Are they dropping at this significant rate? You mm-hmm. know, is this virus that deadly? Okay, I understand in the beginning. But at this point, it's nothing more than a political pawn used to mm-hmm. to control things. And right. they used it specifically for the election to try to change the laws and accept this flood in of mail-in ballots. Right. And I mean, on top of that, like the the glitches I don't even want to say that word because it wasn't a glitch but the glitches that happened in the voting software that's switching votes right like <laughs> they want people want to say oh there's nothing to see here but you saw it on li- how, how can you defend that yeah like you, you saw it on live tv the clips where you know in one millisecond Donald Trump had this amount and Joe Biden had this amount and in the next millisecond Let's just let's take an even number. Say 500 was was subtracted from Donald Trump, and 500 was added to Joe Biden. How do you explain? Mm-hmm. That? How do you defend that? You can't. So talk a little bit more about that about the Dominion because you've done tons of research on this. You've written several articles on New Right Network. Tell us more about Dominion. Give us a little bit of a rundown. Oh boy. So well, Dominion. That's, that's a small word, tall order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, D- Dominion. That word, even the word dominion, it just sounds menacing, you know? Yeah. It does. It sounds shady. Who, whoever decided to name that company that did not do a very good job. No, so, or they did an excellent job, whatever way you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'll just, you know, like, like I said, I think I, I did an interview about this a, a little bit ago, but I'm, I'm just a regular person. So I didn't know a whole lot about, I never even thought about looking into our voting systems until this election when everything happened. And they started talking about, it was Hammer and Scorecard is what got my attention. Yeah. The uh, CIA uh, software and application that was supposed to be used on other countries, which I, I think it's shady it's <laughs> as heck that our government is trying to change other countries' elections anyways, but that's yeah, a conversation yeah. for another day. Yeah. The, it exists. There's a whistleblower. So I started looking into it, and I was like, this is crazy. They can, they can literally set an algorithm to switch 
votes from one candidate to another and do it in a way that's non-detectable and in a smaller amounts so that you don't really notice that it's happening. But when it all adds up, it's significant. Right. So that's what got me looking into it because I was like, what is all this? And then, you know, started looking into the Dominion software and then Smartmatic and then Seidel and all of this, all of these companies, they're so shady. Like they have, finding the ownership of these companies is hard. It shouldn't be hard. We're using these for the most important process in our country. Our, right. our right to vote and elect officials to the highest offices in this country, it should be open and transparent. It be completely transparent, yeah. Completely transparent. And ironically, Dominion's uh, little tagline is reliable, accurate, and transparent. They're not. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. They're none of those. No, let's <laughs> not even a one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they are 100% not reliable. They are not accurate. And they are by far not transparent because trying to track down who the original owners are of these companies is difficult because they change names. They, mm -hmm. they acquire companies and then they sell it to a different company. And then they, they hide behind these shell companies and these holding companies so that you can't really tell and they're privately owned so you can't really tell who the who the actors are who the real people are right that are on there you know so it took it took some digging but I put together you know as much as I could find and at the end of the day the most significant thing to me was number there was two things that was the most significant thing mm -hmm. as far as finding about their ownership is they're all connected mm -hmm. they have all at one point in time owned a piece of software that the other now has owned mm -hmm. they um are all and they are all foreign based every one of them how did we allow every single company that that supplies our election material and that that's not just we bought something they're involved they're right. sitting there working the machines and helping tabulate ballots and this is a foreign based company and people want to call like Sidney Powell and um, Lynn Wood, like conspiracy theorists, because they're talking about Smartmatic and Venezuela and Chavez. And that's, but that's true. This, right. the, it's this video of people, of the CEO of, of I think it was Star Smartmatic or Seidel, I don't even know at this point, um, you know, admitting that the Venezuelans manipulated their election by more than a million votes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's it's crazy that we allowed that to happen and that is the software that we we use. You know, and mm -hmm. I want to mention something too the about kind of tie the Arizona hearings in to the Dominion software. Um the this one lady I don't even remember what her name was. Uh, nice older lady, her first time ever, you know, working an election cycle. And she's sitting there and you could tell when she gets to the parts of her testimony that she feels like this is really bad. You could tell this is she's she's giving you this information like this is what what I what I saw. Mm -hmm. But then she's just also describing just what she feels is just kind of like routine. This is what happened. And I don't think she even really knew how significant what she was saying was because she said that she was um, overseeing the adjudication process in the tabulation center where votes were being tabulated and that the Dominion employees were the only ones working that process. Now, on Dominion's website, they specifically say one of their specific def defenses is that they are not involved at all in adjudication or tabulation. Mm -hmm. wow. in, the, in this election, this year, that's what yeah. they're saying. Huh. So, wow. I went on a rant. Sorry about that. No, no, no. People need to know this stuff, and people don't dig for it. You know, you've got to lay it out there where they can see it. Wow. 
So I just, I don't understand why, you know, in the year of our Lord 2020, in the greatest country of, in the world, why do we not have our own system for this? Why are we using the same system as, you know, Venezuela and whoever? I, I know, I totally agree with you. And, you know, if you wanted to go and dig it a little bit farther, you know, some of these machines are the actual physical hardware, not the software. They're, they're built with parts that are from China. And <laughs> from China, but there's the significant, I found an article written by Bloomberg where it talked about, uh, China, Chinese building these, these computer systems and, and motherboards and switchboards and stuff and putting microchips that were as small as a grain of rice, almost undetectable. Okay. Mm. Um, and the microchip that they put in there allowed them to control and basically, say you have a, a, a piece of software that's telling your system, when I do this, you do this, uh, the computer do, does this. That mm -hmm. microchip can, even though it's teeny tiny, what it, can, what it can do is significant. It can change the function of when I do this, you do this to something else. So, and not only wow. is that significant, that could be happening, you know, in parts in our, do we know? I don't know. I'm not saying that it did, but I can say, tell you this, that it is connected to the Amazon cloud server, which our CIA uses their pod system now to store and compute on our, our national. Yes. Wow. Yes. James Clapper made a sweetheart deal with Amazon to use commercial cloud computing for our national security. Wow. And that was that where sounds the like, it sounds like something Hillary Clinton would do. It sounds like something from a movie. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even sound real. <laughs> like, I know. What the heck? I would, when I read that, I was like, is this real? Like, is this really happening? That is crazy. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it was Ironically, it was James Clapper that, that started this. And if you, um, the article that I did put together, James Clapper is also the one who commandeered under Obama the uh, Hammer software that was designed mm -hmm. to penetrate secure systems without detection. So you, you see some of these same actors that were involved in all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, wow. no, it's just, it's crazy. And you know, I think that they cheated into 2016 as well. Mm -hmm. I think that they used some of the same tactics that they used here without the massive amount of mail-in ballots. Um, the difference is, I think they never expected Donald Trump to win as largely as he won. And I think he won you know, a lot bigger in 2016 than was reported. Right. right. And then this year, they were like, by all means necessary. Mm -hmm. So they cheated bigger. Yep. But I also think they didn't expect him to win re-election as big as he did. Yeah. And it forced them to stop. And I said this before anyone else did. It's in my article of Hammer and Scorecard that I published before, you know, you can check the dates. Because I was telling people, I'm like, this is my theory. Uh, mm -hmm. They had to pause and reset their algorithms and ch cheat in real time because he was winning too much. Yep. And that, that's where that pause came in that night, I think. Yep, I think so. It's crazy. I mean, I just, you know, whatever, however it all shakes out, there's just no way that Joe Biden got 80 million votes. The guy had, you know, 10 people at his quote unquote rallies. He, his own party doesn't even particularly like him. He's old. 
you know, he's not appealing. He doesn't have, you know, like Obama had that sort of, you know, young, smooth appeal. He doesn't have that. You know, he was Trump charismatic. Had, yeah, yeah. He has no charisma. He has no nothing. So it just doesn't add up that he could possibly get that many votes. It doesn't make sense. I don't know how anybody can look at that and think, yes, that sounds legitimate. I mean, Trump had, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people at every rally. He, yes. he won so many down ballot races. It's, it, it just does not add up. No, it doesn't. You know, and as, as much as I dislike Hillary Clinton and most people dislike Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, in 2016, she run a real she ran a real campaign. Yeah, you know, yeah. She got out and she talked to people and yeah. she participated in all three debates. You know, as awful as she was and as bad as the media was for her, she she tried. Yeah. You know, yeah. Biden, you Biden didn't that. even try. No, no. He sat in his basement for the last year. Uh, and then you got you got Kamala or. I don't want to say her name wrong because apparently that's racist, but, uh, isn't everything (laughs) apparently yes, but I think it's Kamala is how you say it, but, uh, Harris, we'll call her Harris. Um, she is an even worse candidate. She couldn't even get more than three. She couldn't even get on the ticket of the, at her own party. I think what she got 3% of the vote. Nobody likes (laughs) her. She's, and she's extremely progressive and her own party doesn't like her. She, I've heard people say she is actually more unlikable than Hillary Clinton which is saying a lot because nobody really likes her either but it is wow. saying a lot <laughs> yeah and she's just like she's not likable that's just not a likable ticket that the the middle of the road type of voter is going to get behind and you got to win those middle of the road voters to win so I just, exactly it just, it just does not add up it doesn't and when you when you look at all of the things that happened over the last four years yeah there was a lot of bad news for donald trump that was manufactured by the mainstream media mm-hmm. but the people that were paying attention the, our our economy was the best it has ever been prior to covid the unemployment rates were the lowest they've been in recorded history for some demographics yep. you know mm-hmm. that we had all kinds of things we've got we've we've, we've had no new wars no, he's the first president in, I can't remember how long, to not get us into a new conflict. Right, it's, he's brought troops home. You know, he's he's facilitated peace deals between countries. He's been nominated for, what, four or five now Nobel Peace Prizes? Yeah, and he's, if he doesn't win one, it's a crop, because he yeah. can absolutely <laughs> win at least one of those, if not all of them. You know, um, the other day, I was needed a, a small break away from Twitter, and my, my head was starting to hurt because so much stuff was going on. So I journeyed over to TikTok for a little bit because my daughter has got me uh, looking at TikToks. And my, my TikTok has curated itself now to be all political because, you know, the algorithms over there. So my For You page has got all these politics and stuff. So it's, it's kind of a great little break sometimes because they're funny over there. Yeah. Less serious. Yeah. But I, I came across this video where this girl, she just says, I'm just going to ask this question. Just you know, that that's all this whole TikTok is, is this question. And she said, does everyone think that the elect, the 2020 election in America was stolen or is it just right, right-leaning Americans? And there was like, when I looked at it, there was over 9,000 comments. So I was oh, curious. Wow. I, yeah, there was a lot yeah. of response to this. Yeah. So I started scrolling through the comments and what was amazing to me was seeing all these comments from all over the world, Africa, um, England, Australia. Uh, I mean, all these places uh, that you, I can't even think of all, all the different countries, but there were so many different people. And every one of them were saying things like, 
there's obvious fraud. And I, right. I can't believe that the media, that the American media is getting away with lying to the, to their citizens like this. And I wonder how wow. long it's going to last. And, you know, like it was just insane. There were so many comments of people all over the world there, there, when Donald Trump says the world is watching, the He's world right. is watching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, you know, I've noticed that the vast majority of the time he is right about stuff. You know, he calls stuff and then it happens. He just, you know, people don't like his style sometimes, but he's almost always right. He calls them. He is. You know, he's it's kind of he's not a, how, how often he's right. I, I know. And he's, he's not a polished politician. You yeah. know, he's, he's not been in politics his whole life. He's a businessman from New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, he's yep. been schmoozing with people and celebrities and, you know, all this stuff. And no one had a problem in the world with Donald Trump until he ran for president. Exactly. No, exactly. he, he may not. He, he also may not wasn't be a, racist until he ran for president. Did you realize that? Oh, yeah. No, not <laughs> only was he not racist, actually, he was he was hailed as, you know, a, a person that was friendly to yeah. the black community yep. un, until he ran for office. Yep. Uh, but that's, you know, everyone wants to twist his words and yeah. and make him sound like he's saying something that he's not and take it out of context. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's just insane. To me, yep. but he's it's this, like their full-time job. It, it is. That's all that they do. You know, we've we've got the the CNN tapes coming out from Project Veritas, who I love. Yeah. Project Veritas. Oh, I do um, They're amazing. They are. I I really appreciate their work. Um, I put them in the same category. Uh, it's a little bit different, but the same category as WikiLeaks because I also really yeah. appreciate WikiLeaks. Yep. Um, which free Julian Assange. I'll just say that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pardon. I would like to. I would like to see him pardon and Edward Snowden, but that will be for a whole different show. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the the CNN tapes that they've they've only released. I think there was three clips they've released so far. But even in just those three little clips, you can hear and see how they're orchestrating and planning the the message that they're going to send. And I was thinking about this this morning, and because everyone's talking about it, so I was thinking about it this morning about how they want to say that. Uh, you know, they're the most trusted source in news, which is a joke. joke. Um, <laughs> you know, and I saw some of the Democrats, well, CNN reports fact. Well, opinion is not fact, okay? Exactly. If you're, if you're going to put a spin on it at all, if you're going to, to not present the actual source and just say what you interpreted from that source, that makes an opinion, not fact. Exactly. And that's what they do. Exactly. And they, uh, omitting reporting on important things is just as bad as flat out lying about it. Exactly. And, you know, they're entitled to their own opinions. They are not entitled to their own facts. No, they're not. And they're, they're, they're telling people what to think. And because right. they're presenting their opinion as fact when it's not. You know, right. and, and what I was, I had said to someone this morning, what's crazy, it's very, it's very propaganda-like because they know that the majority of people that watch them are going to take what they say as fact. They are not going to do exactly. one single second of researching on their own. So exactly. they know that they can tell you a lie. They can flat out lie to you. Then they can go back an hour or so later and retract it or write a retraction or put, you know, put it somewhere else. And that they know that almost no one is ever going to see that retraction. Nope. Because once it's out there, you can't take it back. 
exactly. So there's, there are people that still believe some things that have been said and perpetrated by the mainstream media that have been mm -hmm. proven false over and over and over again, but yep. they've never seen that. All they know is what was originally told to them. Yep. There's a like, lot of, of viewers out there who are, who are vulnerable you know, to, to whatever the fake news tells them. And they go, oh my gosh, did you hear blah, blah, blah. Because exactly. they don't know. They're, and, and, and sometimes it's people from, who are older, who are from a different generation where you could yeah. trust what Walter Conkright said. You know, exactly. you can't trust what anybody on CNN says anymore. And it's sad. No, it is. And it's sad that, that pretty much all of the mainstream media now has gone that way. I mean, we lost Fox News, which I've not really been happy with Fox News for years, but the election night was just appalling. Yeah, that was crazy. Like absolutely appalling. They've doubled down since then, tripled down. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> like I, I, I just was talking yesterday. I'm not looking for a new Fox News. I'm not looking for a new CNN, M MSNBC, any of that. You know, all of these people, they get into a corporate type setting and they're beholden to the shareholders and mm -hmm. the higher ups and the people that, that, pay, that give them their paychecks yep. and they do what they're told. You know, and I would rather support someone on a smaller level, independent journalists, citizen mm -hmm. journalists who are out there digging and fighting for the real truth. And yep. they're not, you know, they don't answer to anyone but themselves. Right. Well, have we got a place for you, people like that, you know, with that outlook, you know, we've, we've got the exact place for that with the right network. We do, Same which is why. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I love it here. Yeah, cool. We can, we can plug us. That's great. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I, I can say with my here, let me give a little bit of, of, of my experience because I've been with new right network since before there was any kind of journalistic arm of new right network. Um, when I joined in, joined on board with them and kind of, you got to feel for what their, what the, the um, picture was or the dream, the, the direction of, of New Right Network and got excited, um, you know, we, we decided to start a, journal, a journalist arm of New Right mm -hmm. Network and, and have written work as well. And that was two years ago. And I can say that from that point on that our entire, it's not staff because no one's, we're all volunteers. It's all, you know, boots on the ground, mm -hmm. <laughs> volunteerism, yeah. grassroots volunteerism of people who are just patriots that aren't, you know, big name journalists with, you know, any kind of agenda. They're just people who love this country and they're like, right. I'll do it. They've never written before. They might, ha might not have any experience whatsoever. We've just come together and, and tried to put out as much truth as we can with what we have. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, like, I support citizen, citizen journalists. There are, yeah. you know, other companies out there as well, like Project Veritas. That's they're beholden to no one but themselves. They're completely funded right. on donations, yep. you know, and and we we're in that same category where we're just doing what we can as regular American citizens to just try to make a difference. Exactly, exactly. Each in his own little way, put yeah. our efforts together. Yep. You know, we. I think I said this to someone, I don't remember who it was, but alone we can, we, it's hard to make a difference, but together we're unstoppable. Exactly. Um, so it, that's one of the things that, that I think is underrated is people, yeah. a lot of people and not, not saying 
any names, but a lot of people want to go out there and make a big name for themselves and be like, oh, look at me mm-hmm. and it's my time to shine. But that's mm-hmm. where it's wrong. You know, like right. unfortunately, a few people who were really good at bringing the truth forward kind of fell into that egotistical trap and became no longer trustable because that <laughs> they were only talking about themselves. Right. So I think that's one thing that we really need to focus on is that it's, yeah, it's not, it's not that it's bad to make a living doing, especially when people are consumed and this is their whole lives. This is what they're doing is trying to, to fight for the country, but losing sight of the fact that we are stronger together. And I think that might be a Democrat slogan, but <laughs> <laughs> they didn't create it. <laughs> but it is true that we are stronger if we, if we work together, if yeah. we, you know, help each other out and support each other and, you know, it could be something as simple as sharing something that someone is trying to get out. It can be as simple as, you know, subscribing to someone's channel to help get them more views. It could be as simple as, you know, a small donation that can help someone help someone out. You know, there's many ways that we can all work together. We don't have to, to compete against each other. We can work in unity to get the message out. And that way more people see it because that's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to fight back against this propaganda media that has brainwashed so many people and get the truth in front of them because it might Mm -hmm. be the first time they've ever seen it. Yeah. And it's shocking when they, when they see the truth for the first time. I know when people talk about red pilling, you know, like that's, can you imagine, can you imagine spending your whole life believing this one thing, this one ideology, this one train of thought so strongly that that's the only way that it could possibly be. And then all of a sudden you get hit with this truth bomb and you're like, wait a minute, what is happening? And your entire life of thought is completely unraveled. Like that's got to be an overwhelming experience. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for people who are so passionate about it. But that kind of yeah. whole walk away movement, people who realize, wait a minute, this is not, this is not where I want to be. This is not what I want to do. And they formed this walk away movement that's just become a huge thing of people who had that experience and then come together and share it with others. And they're making a big difference out there. So they are. The walk away move- movement is absolutely awesome. I love to, to hear the stories. Um, I joined the walk away Facebook page just so I could. Mm-hmm just so I could uh, read the stories. Yeah, they of, are amazing. Uh, some of the, th- the, the ways that the people came to the realization that they were being lied to, like that's a, a huge revelation mm-hmm. to just stop and realize I've been lied to for my whole life. Yeah, yep. makes you rethink uh, everything. It does. It does, especially when you think you're in the party of tolerance and the party Mm -hmm. of love and all of that stuff. And all of a sudden you wake up and realize that it's the complete opposite because the left is not the party of tolerance. They are not the party of love. Nope, they are not. Only only if you agree with them. Exactly. They tolerate you (laughs) if you agree with them. Exactly. Yeah. You have to be, it's, it's crowd think it's, it's scary. Mm-hmm. you know like yep. the I say sometimes and this realization is literally coming to me as I'm saying it but I say sometimes you know the one thing that the Democrats do well that we don't is stick together but in that realization and saying that it's because we don't require crowd think we all think for ourselves and sometimes exactly. we disagree yeah and you know that's okay but we're okay with that and the leftists are not like you cannot stray from their message on anything no, you got to yeah. be lock and step with them or you are cut off out yep. the door. Yep. Which is just crazy. I just don't, just don't understand that. 
I don't either. And I don't understand why people tolerate it. I don't understand why it's acceptable and people think, you know, this is how I want to be like, and then have the audacity to turn around and, and project that onto, to us. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We're just, we're just better than they are. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) well, look, I know that there there are, are people from all walks of life who are, who are, I don't even want to say Republicans because I'm, I don't even consider myself a Republican, but uh, American first, Mm -hmm. you know, Trump supporters, Mm -hmm. like we, we are all over the place. We've got LGBTQ we've Mm -hmm. got, you know, every race under the sun, we've got moms, dads, we've got single people, we've got married people, we've got, uh, you know, I can't even think right now, young people, old people, (laughs) every demographic that you can think of, it doesn't matter, you know, then you've got people that wholeheartedly are constitutionalists, and, you know, they are strict believing this, and you've got some people who are, who are a little bit more, um, liberal in their social policy and you've got people who are you know they're they're part of this party because uh, they are you know fiscally conservative and they Mm -hmm. might be pretty liberal in other areas that's okay yeah you know yeah we welcome everyone yeah yes the the at the end of the day what we what we stand for our our core is the constitution and what america was founded on and that is freedom exactly and we are not we're we're little little government, small government, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and big we the people. And I think that that's just something that the left does not understand. They don't get it. And I know they cannot possibly have a good grasp of, of the Constitution because they don't even understand what's happening right now right. with the, the litigation and why it's important to get to the Supreme Court or why these hearings in front of the state legislators are so important. They don't understand. Right. No, they don't get it. Well, it might help if they read the Constitution, but you know, I'm <laughs> yes. pretty sure they have not. And it's, you know, like, I mean, I think about the future, like, what are kids learning in school? Are they, are they learning the stuff that we learned? You know, are they, are they learning about the Constitution? Are they learning about history? Because, you know, when, when you don't learn that stuff, you grow up to be a liberal, I think, I, you know, I and agree. you, you know, if you, if you, if you know that stuff and, you, and you're still liberal, okay, fine. But if you don't know that stuff, how do you really know what you believe? Right. Like, and, they, you know, they're so confused. They're like, oh, well, this, this is not, ma- this doesn't matter. This is not a real hearing. Well, let me, let me enlighten you liberals. If you're listening that the state legislators, the legislature is the one who has a constitutional authority mm-hmm. to select the electors for the presidential race. And that just because the state certifies elect, electoral election results, that doesn't mean anything. Right. What matters is that the electors are chosen and sent on this, this year will be December 14th. I think it's the second, whatever day of the week that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the ones who ultimately choose the president and they have every constitutional right to send a slate of electors who are Trump favorable, mm-hmm. even if the popular vote of that state supposedly chose a different candidate if there is fraud present and there is irregularities present and there's not confidence in those in those results then they can send another slate of electors and more importantly if when the electors meet on december 14th if congress decides not to accept some of the electors from the states with irregularities like they were talking about doing this Mm -hmm. morning or for whatever reason there's not enough electors for either candidate get to get to 270, then the 12th amendment kicks in, which is also part yep. of the constitution. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I really, I don't think that people know this. 
No, I don't think they do. And there was actually an article on the Right Network um, probably in the last, well, I guess it was in the last month by Christine McLaughlin that um, went into detail about the 12th Amendment and how it works. And it was very informative. So it, it, it gave me hope and it made me think, okay, if it comes down to this, I feel really good about what's going to happen. Um, so that's worth looking up if anybody wants to go back and look that up. I think it's definitely worth a read, a read because I actually was not fully aware of how that worked. I knew, I knew that it went to the house if it came, if there were certain situations that met, but I didn't understand what that meant and how that worked until mm -hmm. this year. Yeah. Um, so it's worth a read because it's, yeah. it doesn't work how I think some people think that works and yeah. Miss Pelosi doesn't have any kind of say so over it. Exactly, which is good because yeah, we we don't want her to have say over anything. <laughs> no. no thanks. As far as far as as wingback crazy people, she's right way out there. <laughs> yeah, she is crazy. She, sure. is, she is crazy, and I honestly think that um, she keeps getting elected over and over again because it's just set in the algorithm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You she kind of wonder how how deep it all goes. Well, if you think about it, some of these these congressmen and congresswomen, um, they they don't campaign they don't campaign at all. They mm -hmm. don't they're mm -hmm. up for reelection and they just go about business as usual. Yeah. There's no ads. There's no rallies. There's no nothing. They just yep. are reelected. There yeah. they are again for decades. Yep. Mm -hmm. I bet this whole thing goes a lot deeper than we would have ever thought. But you know, who's gonna come in and expose all this Trump I mean yeah right you know, like you said earlier no one else could have done this and no matter how it all turns out if he is successful in exposing this corruption he has won a huge battle he has and he's and I, I want to just let everyone know that no matter what happens and I'm I'm going to go ahead and put it out there that I'm pretty confident that because there are so many different avenues available and because we do hold the Senate and the White House right now, mm -hmm. that there are so many different ways that we can stop our, our votes from being infringed upon and mm -hmm. the will of the people to actually be employed. Well, I'll just leave it, leave it at that. I won't go into detail about all those different options because we don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm pretty confident that that at some some way, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I, I'm rather confident at this point that the will of the people will be shown and we'll have another four years. But mm -hmm. with that being said, in the event that something happens and it doesn't go that way or no matter what happens, Donald Trump is not going anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. He is the most popular Republican in history. I will dare say more popular than Reagan. Mm -hmm. uh, he has a ridiculous amount of support from all the, across the board and his family is loved and he is absolutely genuine genuine mm -hmm. love for this man yeah. you know and he's not going anywhere and mm -hmm. we're not going anywhere and we're not we'll going be anywhere. here <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll be here every day for the next four years no matter who's in office and letting you know what's actually going on whether yep. it's you know with our with our uh, president Donald Trump or some other fraudulent president <laughs> Exactly. Yep. We're here for it and we're not going anywhere. And you know, that's the thing about conservatives is we stick with it. We, we don't yep. waver. 
Yep. Nope. Not the well. Not the real ones, anyways. Exactly. Well, rhinos again. <laughs> another topic for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have a, let's have a rhino roast one day. <laughs> we could, should totally do that. I mean, we could, we could spend an entire episode on each one of them and still not reveal it all. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's so yeah. bad. Yep. It's awful. But I'll tell you, I, I am so thankful and we can wrap it up here. We've, we've been talking for a long time. Um, but I am so thankful for not only the, the Democrats that are being exposed right now as phonies and liars and frauds, but the Republicans as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you need to know. Like, I want to see their cards. I, I them, do. You know? I, I'm, uh, I'm done with it. Like, I, I'm so disgusted with the GOP. Like, I don't even <sighs> – there has to be real change. There has yeah. to be – I don't know that I believe that the Republican Party or the GOP is savable uh, at this point because the mm-hmm. corruption is so deep. It's just two wings of the same bird, the Republicans yeah. and the Democrats. Yeah. We need a new bird. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> a new bird. <laughs> we do. We need a new yeah. bird. Well, if, if there's, like I said, if there's anybody who can, can create a new bird, it's Trump. And uh, the he, people will follow him. Oh, absolutely. I believe that they would follow him just about everywhere. Yeah, 70 some million people will follow him. Yeah, millions, probably a few million more more than than that. that. Yeah, probably 80 (laughs) some million. Yeah. Uh, When, when, uh, I know that because we're, we're, we're having to do the civil suits right now and the focus is on on saving the election but i hope that no matter what that it continues to be investigated because i would like to know what the real results of this election were you yeah. know i, I want like to know what the numbers were yeah i wish we could go back in time and and look at other ones and see what really happened you know uh, yeah me too you know who knows but this one is the one that's important right now so we've got the forensic great. evidence what's right now we done. need to look at it yeah what's Sorry done is done let's make it work now exactly Yep. Well, all right. Well, um, let's go ahead and wrap it up. I'd like to, to thank everyone for joining us today. If you're listening um, to us talk for an hour, I appreciate your time. <laughs> Thanks for sticking <laughs> with us. <laughs> and uh, we will be back uh, with another episode um, here soon. And uh, we look forward to talking about all the things that are going on and the ins and outs of what's happening and bringing some truth and some uh, opinions. <laughs> hey, yeah. We're entitled yeah. to that, girl. We are, but we'll, we, the thing that we'll never do, we'll, I'll make you this promise right now, is we'll never tell you our opinion is our fact is, is a fact. Exactly. You know, if we if we say something's a fact, we will back it up with sources. We will point you to where you can go verify it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And as far as our opinions go, you can agree with us, you can disagree with us, but uh, that's up to you. Exactly. And we'll, we'll we'll still love you whether you agree with us or not. Absolutely. Exactly. As a matter of fact, we might welcome we 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 welcome a little open debate because Absolutely. you know, no no one is right all the time and uh, you know, if you if you think that you know everything about something, then you've cut yourself off from exactly. And you know, you learn a lot more from people you disagree with than people you do agree with. So I it's always good to agree. have that civil discourse and discuss with people. I agree. All right. Well, Absolutely. until next time, we're uh, Patriot Housewives signing off. Thanks for listening.